Hey, man, have you seen The Invisible Man? How am I going to see The Invisible Man? I literally can't see him. No, I mean, did you go watch The Invisible Man? How's that even possible? Like, if he can't be visible, how do I see him? What do you mean? It's everywhere. Hulu, HBO, Amazon. It, so you telling me it? that you can go stream an Invisible Man? What you do? Just stream a picture of what you're looking at and then no one's there? Well, he's there. He's just invisible. But it's still... How do you see the Invisible Man that way? It doesn't make any sense to me. Do you have, like, invisible visible glasses or something? Or is this a... Can you put this on your um, your virtual reality and there's you can feel them or something? No, man. It's just... It's just Oliver Jackson. Invisible. Who the fuck is Oliver Jackson? What the are we talking about? He's the Invisible Man! So you're telling me... We should watch 2020's The Invisible Man. Yes. And we'll be able to watch it. Yes. Can you see his invisible dick? Hey everyone, and welcome to the Cat Scare Podcast. I'm Campbell. I'm Michael. And tonight we got a good one to talk about, at least according to me. Um, <laughs> it is Blum, Jason Blumhouse's Bloom, or whatever the fuck his name is. Um, 2020's The Invisible Man, starring Elizabeth Moth. Moss. Ooh, I almost called her Elizabeth Moth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, um, it's a take on the, I guess, was that a universal thing? The Invisible Man? Well, I don't know if this is connected at all to the... <laughs> Only by name, I think. Uh, I mean, yeah, The Invisible Man has had many, many movie and TV adaptations. Yes, so th- Kevin Bacon just... was the hollow man, and yeah. that had to be the biggest invisible dick ever. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, yeah, the... Uh, for a little while there, Universal was trying to do this dark universe bullshit. They were trying to be like, we're Marvel, but with our monsters. And I'm sorry, it didn't work. Not no. even the power of Tom Cruise and Scientology could do anything. <laughs> um, so I guess they decided to take some of their really talented younger directors and give them a little more free reign on what they could do. And so, uh, this movie is directed by Lee Whannell, who um, is a disciple of director James Wan. Uh, he directed, I think, the last two Insidiouses, and wrote every one of those as well as starred in them. But he's a British um, actor, director, writer. He wrote and directed this. This is a what I thought was very, very good. Probably one of my favorite movies of 2020. Um, however, not everybody agrees. It is a slow, nope. plotting meticulous and calculated movie with not a ton of information it's not scary I'll say that but it is it does have interesting themes and for the invisible man it's fresh to see a non-mad scientist be the invisible man I don't know I thought it was a fresh take on it well there there are many things that I do like about this movie but overall I mean, it, like I I told you before the show, it really just started to lose me 
towards a climax, but we'll get into that okay. after uh, we go over what the plot is. Yeah, yeah, here's the plot, uh, according to Wikipedia. Um, now, <clears throat> I have noticed that sometimes Wikipedia doesn't know what they're talking about, but we'll talk, we're going to talk more in depth about the movie. Um, the movie centers around Cecilia Cass is a trapped in a violent and controlling relationship with wealthy optics engineer and businessman Adrian Griffin. One night, Cecilia drugs Adrian with diazepam and escapes his highly secured house with the assistance of her younger sister, Emily. Which, like I said, this is the, the start of the slow plotting stuff because literally the intro is nothing but quiet, uh, tense stares and pensive looks. Um, so you don't know what's really going on, but you kind of get to just by a couple of things, like her fear that this dude's going to wake up you can tell that it's a rough relationship. Yeah, I, I first thought it was like a she was waking up from a one night stand. Yeah, yeah. I uh, mean, she, I can she, see she, that. She was like, "I gotta get out of here." Yeah. Oh, but, oh, uh, woe is me! <laughs> I walked into this guy's multi-million dollar palatial modern home by the sea. I gotta get out. And I, I was I was really confused <laughs> at the beginning because at, at first I thought. I thought she was like a one night stand. I thought she was stealing his stuff. Um, But it turns out that wasn't it. And she's actually just trying to run away from her abusive. She got invisible. Invisible. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Cecilia hides out in the home of her friend, Detective James Lanier, played by Aldous Hodge, who is one uh, buff, good looking man. So, and like. I'm like, damn, that's a good-looking dude. Anyway, sorry. I'm straight, but that is a good-looking man. Um, And his teenage daughter, Sydney. Two weeks after Cecilia escapes, Adrian seemingly commits suicide and leaves her $5 million. Thanks, Adrian. Um, (laughs) Way to kill yourself. His slimy, weaselly lawyer brother, Tom, handles the arrangement. Cecilia suspects another presence is in the house after several strange events. But James assures her she is just traumatized and paranoid. During a job interview, she finds her work portfolio's contents removed. How dare the invisible man? Then faints. The doctor says high levels of diazepam were found in her system. In her bathroom, she finds the same bottle of diazepam with which she drugged Adrian and dropped during her escape. So it still had all the blood on his fingers fingers from when he punched the window. Of his of her sister's car. Yeah, he's like a drunk redneck living in San Francisco in a really nice modern home. Who's like, get back here, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get my invisible suit all over your ass. So Cecilia, accompanied by James, meets with Tom, the sleazy lawyer. Which I I love that actor. Tom is played by Michael Dorman. I thought he played the sleaziest, spineliest fucking lawyer I've ever met. I mean, I loved it. I thought he was such a good actor. And uh, you really believe that this dude's a creep. Um, She believes that Adrian faked his death and used his optics expertise to become invisible in order to torment her. But this idea is rebuffed. Later, Sydney is hit by an unseen force while while comforting Cecilia, and she and James assume that Cecilia did it and is becoming unbalanced. Alone at the house, Cecilia tries various tactics to catch the figure. After finding Adrian's phone and dumping paint on the figure, a violent struggle ensues before she escapes. 
She goes to Adrian's home to investigate his lab where she finds the optical bodysuit confirming her suspicions. Right after she hides the suit in their former bedroom closet, the invisible figure attacks again, so she flees and contacts Emily. The pair meet at a restaurant where the invisible figure slits Emily's throat and places the knife in Cecilia's hand, framing her for murder. Which, like... Bum, bum, bum. Which is, like, cool. I mean, like, the, like from the moment of, of the invisible man punching the big dude's daughter, like, that, I like that little section of the movie. I thought that was a really good tense part of the movie. This is definitely the moment that the movie really takes a turn. Yeah, yeah. And I um, love it. I think for, for better or for worse. Uh, to me, for worse, but... Campbell made for better. Campbell really likes this part. Yeah, well, I mean, like number one, the fact that the fact that like you use uh, this setting in in views of domestic violence, um, you know, really shows. I don't know. It highlights how most of the time one of the partners is invisible to the world. Are their pains invisible to the world? So I like the you know, kind of the meshing of those two. This this guy's his side oh. that no one has seen. Didn't realize we were already getting into themes and symbolism. I'm sorry, sorry. Okay, uh, we'll go back to that before we finish the plot. Sorry, that I just I just wanted to show everybody where I'm coming from, <laughs> um, as a victim of not domestic abuse. <laughs> okay, while awaiting trial, Cecilia is remanded. Rem- Manded to a psychiatric hospital where she learns she is pregnant. Invisible loads up in her. Um, Tom offers to get her charges dropped if she agrees to return to him, in quotation marks, and raise the child, implying that Tom helped stage his brother's suicide from him. Um, He reveals Adrian tampered with her birth control to impregnate her. Cecilia refuses to offer and steals a fountain pen. That night... She attempts to commit suicide to lure out the invisible figure. When the figure tries to stop her, she stabs him repeatedly with a pen, causing the suit to malfunction. The security team arrives, but the figure incapacitates them before fleeing the hospital, which is like the Marvel moment, because he he becomes the invisible badass, Um, with Cecilia in pursuit. To protect her unborn child, the figure instead threatens to attack those she loves. Cecilia races to James' house and finds the figure attacking him in Sydney. She shoots the figure to death, but when unmasked, she finds that it's lawyer Tom is in the suit. Bro! Um, Police storm Adrian's house and find him alive, tied up and claiming that Tom held him prisoner. Cecilia insists that the brothers shared the suit with Adrian sending Tom to the house knowing he would be killed. To get Adrian's confession, she meets him at his house with James. Listens while James listens on a wire. She agrees to mend their relationship, but only if he confesses to being the violent, invisible figure. Adrian insists that Tom did kidnap him and claims that that the experience changed his outlook on life and how he treated her. But when she cries, Adrian intentionally gives her a clue that he is the figure. Satisfied, Cecilia departs to use the restroom. Moments later, the security camera captures Adrian seemingly slitting his own throat. Cecilia returns and, apparently distraught, calls the police. Off the camera site, however, she taunts a dying Adrian, revealing that she had used the spare bodysuit to kill him. 
When James arrives, she confirms what the camera captured. He notices her carrying the suit but allows her to leave. Relieved to be free from Adrian, Cecilia leaves the house, taking the suit with her. The end! Then at oh. the Invisible Man! I, I have a quick question. Yeah, yeah. At the end there, it said that Adrian gave a hint. She that... goes, surprise. Oh, okay. Well, Whenever... yeah, I yeah. guess. So that was it. Like, you know, whenever she gets thrown in the fucking psychiatric ward, he's still in there. Because, I mean, like, no matter how you shake this, you still have to be in this invisible suit. You have to stand up for hours. So quiet. Like, you're in a cell, basically. Like, she ain't bumped into him a couple of times. Like, hey, take a piss. Oh, what? Oh, hey, asshole. You know? He was stuck in there with her. Weird, right? <laughs> well, so that... But that begs the question. So, he was in there in the psychiatric ward with her. Mm-hmm. But later, whenever... Because they have all this happen in the in the mental hospital. Yeah, but... Uh, and then they have this whole chase and they end up at her friend's house uh, and they kill him and it turns out to be the bro the, the brother so wouldn't the brother have been the one to say surprise no 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 there? because see that was before so like what you're what you're missing is kills sister gets thrown in psych ward <clears throat> Adrian is the one that says surprise then little brother comes back saying that if you if you come oh, back. that's right. That's right. So they could have switched then. Yeah. Know? He could have said, I'm going to the bathroom and then just puts his invisible suit on, you know? And just hung out there and waited around watching people probably like, what, comb their hair or play with thumbtacks or something. I don't know what they do at psych wards. Bounce off padded walls. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe he Make was... claymation. Clay, make clay pots. I mean. With uh, the orderlies well, behind them. Like in Ghosts. Well, I was about to say they get a, a invisible, invisible man. Yeah, uh, grabs her from behind yeah. and, and helps her mold. I don't know what song was playing during that, but I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, okay, so let's start. Let's let's go from the beginning a little bit. <clears throat> so the the first part is very quiet. That, that's the one thing about this movie; it is very quiet. Michael said yeah. that he thinks. This was a one-night stand trying to get up and escape. Well, I thought that at the beginning, because it, there weren't any clear signs uh, at the beginning to... Like, they, they do a shot of her putting stuff in the bag. And yeah. They, they do show what's in the bag, kind of, but it wasn't clear enough for me to tell, like, oh, this is her stuff. It kind of looked like he, she was stealing his stuff. Yeah, I mean, I guess and so. plus, this is a very rich guy, um... And even the brother assumed, uh, well, not necessarily that he does assume, but he he mentions that, hey, you might have been, you might be part of his suicide because yeah, yeah. you're just in it for the money. Yeah, yeah, I think most most women that are hanging out with him are hanging out with him because of his yeah. his, his dollar bills, y'all. That's so it now. Once it, once she got out. Yeah. And he came after her, and just the way that that interaction played out suddenly made me realize that, okay, I think she was actually just running away from him. 
But for a good, I mean, I felt like that beginning was like seven, maybe ten minutes. Oh, for sure, it was. And it, it was very drawn out. And but I mean, I think, I think it's done there to show the menace that this guy has. Even though you don't really see Adrian for real until the last few minutes of the movie. I mean, this this guy is a huge cloud over um, Cecilia. Um, and so, okay, uh, Adrian runs and, I mean... Which who, he, who, he gets there very, very fast. fast. Now, who, who punches a fucking window, a car window with their fist open? I've never... I don't think you could do that. I mean, unless you're super buff or something, but... But, I mean, he, like, he just, like, pow, went right through it, and I was like, okay, so that shows the menace. This guy is not to be fucked with. Yes, also, it does show... Because this is a problem that I have later on, but I guess this does kind of show his raw strength. Yeah, his raw... I mean, he just straight up one punch punches yeah, through the window. And grabs her by the neck and... Yeah. Get out of here, you fucking bitch! <laughs> uh, at least that's what I heard. Um... So anyway, we then leave there and you see that she's living over at a very attractive buff black man's house. Which, again, I was confused for a little bit. You're, I like, thought, you're like, wait a minute. I thought, they damn, she some... moved on real fast. Yeah, yeah. She's like, she's like, mm, look at this big piece of man meat. And uh, <laughs> so, so, but you see in the movie, even though like she's safe, in quotation marks, you can see that this relationship caused her a lot of distress and has continued okay. to leave her. I mean, what's that called when you're afraid to go outside? Agoraphobia? Agor- I don't. I don't think that's what it's called. It might be. It may be, but anyway, the point is, she's afraid to go outside. Um, she's learning. She's trying to figure out how to block out. Well, her. not not just afraid to go outside. She's afraid of being. She's afraid of the chance. That he is out there and he's going to see her. I mean, she blocks out her the camera on her laptop. Yeah. Uh, after look looking up on the computer, can people watch through your camera? Yeah. Dear Google, can people watch through your cameras? Wait for my letter. I can't go out to the mailbox. I wait. I'll wait. Yes. Oh shit. So, um, from there. The sister comes over and tells her the news that Adrian is dead. And it says, Optics, superstar, dead by his own doing. On some website, I don't know. Which which also, like, kind of... Like, okay, I'm going to say this. When I watch movies, I tend to give anything the benefit of the doubt unless it's outrageous. But, I tr- I have to believe this. For me to believe this movie, this man killed, faked his own death. Somehow, got enough, got the press out there to write articles about it. Well, I mean, if he faked his death in any regard, then I mean, th- this was supposed to be like a very important, I mean, very rich, important man. But how did they get past the coroner? Like that's what I'm saying. Well, that's true. Later, uh, the brother, whenever she uh, she's talking to his brother, and she's like, "Like, he's still alive. Yeah. He faked his death, and he's messing with me, and you, you know it." And then he throws like a photo down. Uh, yeah. Of like, 
supposedly should be his brother, which he just, I guess he just carried that around. This is... <laughs> he's like, he's like, did you see that? Why are you messing with but me? He, thro- he throws that down and says, you know, he is dead. Uh, we don't get a clear picture of it. Yeah, it's a glamour um, shot of it. But it, it should be, you know, it, it's something that... Yeah. Uh, it, it's a picture of the brother laying on the ground, blood pouring out of his wrist, X's on his eyes, and a cartoon ghost flying up to the sky. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. So <laughs> but anyway, so from that moment on, you know, Adrian's brother Tom says, We're going to give you $5 million for the next, given out in $100,000 increments every month. For the next four plus years, yep. assuming long, you don't go to jail, as long as you don't break the law or wink, go to wink, jail or, or murder your sister yeah. or anything like that, wink, wink, or slap your hunky black friend's <laughs> daughter. <laughs> but anyway, so um, from there, she does what anybody does when they get a hundred thousand dollars immediately siphoned into their account. Uh, she buys a ladder for, for her best friend, saying, hey, and then tells the little girl that, hey, I'm putting $10,000 for the next however many months so you can go to your fashion school. Everybody celebrating. Pop the wine. But what I like about our director here is that he does far away long takes. He learned that from James Wan. Far away long takes showing that maybe someone's watching him, you know? They're, they're celebrating everything's happy, but could be something else going on. Um, well, I will say, the the effect of uh, the Invisible Man and what they do with it uh, is very well done. The cinematography was very well done, I thought. Because they, they, uh, most of the shots do have that look as if um, someone is, is peering in, yeah. into the veil of your private life. You know. Yeah, and like a lot of the long tapes where they like they, what I always like this in any horror movie period, is is one where it's not the jump scare crap, but it's used to give you a sense of the room, and lets your mind kind of play with that. So like, you know, it shows her putting clothes up, and then it flips back to this side. Well, I actually didn't like. Yeah, that. I did because you're, you're sitting there going, wait, 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 what's happening? Something's got to be going on here, even if nothing's going on. But your brain's trying to put something there because you know something will eventually be there. Well, if that was the intent of making you think that something there, then it was a job well done. Yeah. Because, of course, whenever it just stayed there, and there were multiple different times that it, in this film that it did it that. It did that, yeah. Where I was thinking, like, is something... Am I supposed to be able to see something? Which could be said that uh, whenever the camera stays there, it's actually focusing him. on the invisible man. Yeah, you just can't see. You just can't fucking he's see. Invisible. He's invisible. He's fucking invisible. But and so like so something like the haunting of Hill House. Oh, and watch that they had all their hidden ghosts, which is uh, cool. Yeah, which yeah. was very cool. But honestly, that has like changed the way that I watch horror movies because now I actually really look. Yeah, and all these shadows, and all the corners, and uh, hoping to find, you know, hidden details. 
And so when a, a shot just stays there, and I'm sitting there watching it thinking, okay, they stayed on this, and there's no characters. There must be something to see. And it's, no. no. We're looking at her clothes. But that's the purpose of it, is, is, is to know that that's how, that's how this guy can maneuver and fuck with your life. Because he, the suit that he's made has become so, I mean, it's so the good. The director is the invisible man. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It's, it's, it, I mean, it's hard to, like, describe. It's not a fear thing. Like, I wasn't physically scared. But, like, mentally, I'm like, that would be so fucked up. Well, you know? I feel like this is the same same kind of way of, as many of, like, the the more, like, elevated horror where... It's not so much scary. Not that I really get scared by horror movies anymore. Um, it's more like like movies like this have where you more have to put yourself into the role and think like if this like of course this is a scary situation. I mean, domestic violence is the real horror of this. Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the main and, theme I mean, that. It's a very real thing, a very real scary thing. Horrible thing. Um, and so having ha- having this movie play on that, uh, you know, it is a scary thing. But at the same time, we're also desensitized to a lot of yeah. violence and stuff. So even if you know. it just flat out had Adrian without even an invisible suit just slap. Uh, Cecilia, then, I mean, for the most part, would just been like, oh man, yeah, that's and, terrible. And sadly, whenever like, but, you know, continues eating popcorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sadly, like, like when they have the invisible um, domestic white trash fight in the in the house, mm-hmm. like, I'm sadly going, yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's fucking cool. I was like, keep doing that. I'm like, yeah, beat her up, yeah, throw her. Yeah, that's right. Throw her. <laughs> throw throw yeah, the yeah, table. Yeah, yeah. yeah, throw some plates at him. Yeah, go ahead. I'm like, why am I like, yeah, that's fucking cool. I don't know. Like, I don't know why I feel that way, but that's kind of how we, what you're talking about. We're desensitized to everything now. It's like, I'm okay with it as long as the shot's fucking cool type of thing. But that's just me and movies in general. But yeah, like, elevated horror is one of our favorite topics. I feel like, like... <sighs> When you do something different than point A, point B, point A, point B during a conversation, when you put a long take up, when you hold on an object that has importance, like, to me, that's the difference between, like, Joe Blow, director, and somebody who actually has studied film their their whole life. You know, and, like, a lot of time, horror directors are some of the more inventive directors because they get a little bit more free reign than they're stuck if you if you're the Russo brothers you have to do this in Marvel if you if you you know Steven Spielberg while you are while you make nothing but great movies they're all very similar in some aspect well because they have like like cinematography plays a very big role in horror movies because you can't have constant uh, like jump scares, you can't have constant like. The only kind of action you really get in uh, more traditional horror movies, and not like action horror, like uh, like Busan. Like, Trina Busan was an action horror, kind of. Yeah. 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 So 
but that you can't have constant or even in act moves you can't have constant action going on because you get tired of it you get desensitized yeah uh, your load so gets having blown. these ways of shooting your scenes that make it that still put you on edge uh, but don't yeah I mean I mean they they don't like you won't you, you don't really get tired of this yeah yeah you that, and I think that's that's a good way you described it keeping the shot interesting to also keep you on the edge of what could happen and this movie plays with expectation and sometimes it pays it off and sometimes it doesn't at all but I mean the like I really love the you know what we can assume is the first person shots from the invisible man yeah yeah those are very effective I mean that that's probably why Halloween was so influential is mostly yep. because of the way that it it gave the perspective of Michael and put him in uh, broad daylight uh, and sleepaway show, camp showing the terror that was right around the corner and sleepaway <laughs> camp <laughs> you ever seen sleepaway no. camp no what is a, that it's got a chick with a dick in it <laughs> oh not well we should watch that one <laughs> we, we can put that right in the intro yeah chick with a dick whoa um all right, so let's continue on with a little bit more of the plot. So even though we've already finished the plot, but let's let's try to go in order here. So after the celebration, Cecilia is cooking breakfast. Remember this scene? And this is when some of the hauntings happen. Well, actually, I was. <laughs> this was another scene where I did I did wonder why are they holding this shot? Yeah. Uh, because like, it ends up ca- catching fire. She's cooking some bacon. She's trying to she's trying to put that thing out with water too, which would have turned out very badly for yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't put a grease fire out with water, people. But so she she's cooking bacon for uh, her friend's daughter, you know, as a celebration, and she leaves it to go wake her up. Comes back, it's on fire. Uh, but we stay there and watch it for a little while. So, now you you keep motioning that the the heat was turned up. Yeah, you're t- I never saw that because I you was don't see lo- you can't see it, but you hear it. I didn't hear that yeah. at all, and so I was thinking, oh wow, we're we're just watching this bacon. I'm, I mean, maybe something's supposed to happen. Then it caught fire. Well, well and I was like, but what was the point of that? Well, I didn't see anything. Well, we're trying. Happen. Well, here's the thing. The Invisible Man was financed by Big Bacon. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> Big Bacon was the reason. They had to hold it on the bacon. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, that product placement. Product is placement. Terrible these days. Uh, I'm surprised it didn't, like, have an Oscar Mayer, like, sign in the background or something. Um, so, anyway, Big Bacon. You gotta watch out for those bastards. Um, so, I, I did like. I, I, I do like those moments because the very beginning of it feels like a haunting. You know, oh, is she really being haunted by Adrian's ghost or what's going on? Um, I think from there, that's the scene where they're laying in bed and the cover scene I really like. Yeah, and then all of a sudden pictures put out on my Instagram. Yeah, I thought this is... And that this was the part of the movie that I that really started to grab me. Uh, because what I like is, I mean, 
Not that I like this in real life. This is, of course, a terrible thing <laughs> that Adrian's doing. Sure. But sure. as far as... Sleeping, sleeping pictures, they're great. As far as uh, for portraying Adrian in this, uh, you know, he... What? I don't know what word I'm looking... The general one fuck. one who commits the domestic violence. The um volunteer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the um douchebag. Uh, so a yeah. showing Adrian as the douchebag he is very uh, much so by pulling the covers and taking pictures of her while she's sleeping, which is totally something I would believe it's, coming from someone who would Actually, you know, do do these acts of violence against uh, something so so so. It's not it's not a violent act, but it's a very degrading thing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like like that's something well, that a a person who has control over somebody would do. It's nice to see because like I grew up with a lot of shows and movies that. You would have your your stalker character, you know, climb up a tree and take pictures of the girl, and then, like, get kind of caught, fall out the tree, and be like, "Haha, that's so funny." This dude, <laughs> I'm a pervert. The, yeah, the yeah. pervert got caught, but he wouldn't be like reprimanded. This is something that, like, when you watch it, it feels disgusting. Yeah, it feels dirty, and and like, but it's degrading. It's degrading, and like the general like like blase attitude about the other people's lives that she's entered is another thing that shows you just how like like I guess scrutable this guy is that he's just inscrutable he's just like he's a monster like I mean he's he's a guy that has all the money in the world all the power in the world but the one thing he wants he can't control and it's driving him crazy and to so crazy that it commits him to do horrible acts of violence, breaking and entering, um, and even murder to some no murder to definite extent. I didn't say some extent. He definitely murders people. I mean, yeah. But like, yeah, that scene, which is a good way to introduce. This is the start of everybody thinking Cecilia's crazy. So she hears something move. You know. By the way, this guy has the best ankles in the world. Yeah. Because there's not a single pop or crack that this guy he must do yoga while he's waiting around in her room to do invisible man shit. But he's he doesn't make a pop or crack, but he happened to scuff a gut something. I mean, I would have already re- fell over a chair. They'd have been like, "There's definitely some dude in a suit, an invisible suit, hitting shit." <laughs> he banged his head in the pots. Don't you see him? I'm like, <coughs> "Sorry, y'all go about your business." You gotta clear your throat. <coughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, allergies. Oh. Is my face not red? You know? <laughs> but, um, you know, like, he, he's very quiet. He's so quiet. And uh, anyway, so she, she hears something, and she looks at the chair, and it kind of looks like someone's sitting in the chair, lumpy pillows. But, but that's the thing about this movie. Like, even when they would aim on a chair, I'm like, that's definitely someone sitting in that fucking chair. There's probably no one sitting in that chair. But in my mind, I'm like... Well, in that, in that part, they were definitely going. Yeah. That he, he was sitting there. So, so she throws the sheet over, and you expect to see a full outline of a person, but nothing's there. 
because he probably got up super quick and very quiet <laughs> and was like, I beat the sheep. Yes. <laughs> and, and Michael also wanted to know, because we talked about this earlier today, what... <laughs> He took pictures of the camera, what, right? What happened to the camera? What happened to the phone? Does he have because, another pocket? Does so, he got like a fanny pack? So, I mean, this, <laughs> this is skipping ahead a little bit, but they do show the suit. They show the suit in its full form. Yeah. Uh, and the way that it looks like it works is it has cameras literally all over it. It's really cool. It's like um, a blue man suit made of cameras. But so the... And then these cameras... Uh, I guess it also has a kind of screen in front of these cameras. Uh, something that projects the image. Say, like, you want your front to be invisible. It projects the image coming from the back cameras. Yeah. On the, on the front side. Mm-hmm. Um, so, keeping that in mind, the only way that this... That Say, like, if he held something behind his back, uh, that would still be visible. <laughs> so, <laughs> the see, only way a camera... see a camera phone, like, <laughs> just, like, hanging out in the air. <laughs> the only way that a, a camera wouldn't be visible is if he, like, stuffs it inside a pocket. But there's no pockets on this thing. This is prison pocket, Michael. Yeah. That's his butthole. <laughs> He's like, whoop. So, too bad Cecilia picked that up and did not wash your hands. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so, she's getting ready to go to bed. Oh, man, I guess no one's here. Obviously, I'm a crazy person. She goes and pulls her sheets, and there's something holding the sheets. You know, I hooked it on one floor nails. Keep yanking at it. Footprints. Then footprints. Really well done. I mean, really cool how they did it. I mean, Which, it looks practical. This was extent. something... That I, the more I thought about it, the more I liked it because I, this feeling. One of the complaints I have for this movie is, even though Adrian is a monster, um, I still wish he was a better character. Uh, more fleshed out, it, make it a little more believable, and it comes into play later in the movie with how certain actions and certain events that happen but at this moment uh, showing him really trying to take control and showing like yeah I'm here yeah what what are you going to do about it like he's stepping closer to her even though at this point he probably knows that she knows something is there and so, just really as like a power move, getting in her head and taking control of her again, like like he did the whole relationship. But once again, I think that's part of the that is his character. He's he is as invisible as a character. Only being his character is only fleshed out by descriptions of him by the people he tormented, and he's just as invisible as his persona. I mean, he's. They, they, they may, I think that's a conscious effort to continue to make him, you don't even have to go, you don't even have to go back and show flashbacks of him beating the shit out of her or raping her or whatever he did. Um, you know, he, this is just him. Now, so after that, you know, she's once again thinking she's crazy. Um, 
she, <clears throat> I'm trying to remember, there's a scene, a really cool scene, I'm trying to remember if we passed it, or this is, this is before that, I think it's before this, or, I don't know, she's sitting in her chair in her room, and all of a sudden you hear like, kind of like a creak come up to the door that's open, and she goes, she's trying to see if it's the, the handsome uh, buff guy, and she goes, hello? I, I'm pretty sure this the scene you're talking about she's not sitting but she I think it's actually the scene where she was folding her clothes yeah something like that uh, the door creaks open um, just a tad we, we hear that before we yeah. see her we see we see it hear it before yeah because it goes uh, then it, it goes, goes it shows tracks, her in the yeah tracks th- down the hallway as if it's following someone which is another thing that I really like uh, yeah the the camera Movements. You know, potentially focusing on the invisible man that we can't actually see. We're, so we're thinking like, oh man, the camera's just like slowly making its way. But when you think about the fact that it's following the invisible man, uh, I, don't know, I think it's very... Makes very it kind well of menacing, done. yeah. Yeah. And um, so she she's walking room by room, checking out things, and it's really neat. You know, light, you expect to see someone standing there, lights turn on nothing. And then she goes outside because she hears that door creaks open. And she's standing there at the, the porch. It's cold outside and you see the breath behind her. You know, she she doesn't see anything, but she knows something's there. Um, oh, seeing the Adrian's breath. Yeah. Invisible man's breath behind her. <sighs> hey. <Just> something. <laughs> Boo. Um, <laughs> but so anyway, after that, she ends up getting... Um, she ends up getting a job interview. I forgot what her job was. Some kind of photo thing. She was an architect. Arch- architect. There you go. So she see she could hold her own in the world, but she let Adrian control everything. So she's trying to get a job at a um, cool Google-esque architect thing, you know, with open floor spaces and bright ideas. And uh, <laughs> we, we got a ping pong table yeah, in the back. Yeah. Hey man, we got sleep pods right here. <laughs> um, and anyway, this is our this is our in-house unicycle that everybody rides while they're coming up with ideas about new houses and structures. <laughs> anyway, I'm a nerd, but I'm real cool. We're to San Francisco. We want some clam chowder in the break room. I've been to San Francisco, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, and she passes out, and when she goes home the doctor calls and tells her that she's passed out with diazepam um and she mixed it with four locos and uh she was feeling real fucked up and uh so she uh (laughs) so she's like diazepam and then looks down and there's once again we talked about this there's the bloody fingerprint thing so she knows this shit's for real then it goes through like Another sign where he's controlling her. She, uh, her sister gets an email saying that, like, you know, how he, she, she, the email was like, Fuck you're you. so, yeah, it's like, I hate you. You're so, uh, we all know you're you, lesbian. You <laughs> 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 the email was like, I hate you. You, you suppress me, and like. I wish you were the one who committed suicide. <laughs> yeah, you dumb lesbian bitch. <laughs> and she's like, I didn't write it. And I'm like, and what kind of sister's like, you know, fuck you. Well, 
this, this was another problem that I had with the film. And really, like, I hoped it would go somewhere. And then Adrienne killed the sister yeah, off. She's a fuck. But so, right? So, at the beginning, the sister picks up uh, Cecilia and saves her from her... Psychopath. Uh, from her boyfriend. Husband, boyfriend, husband? I think it's just boyfriend. I think it's just boyfriend, too. Yeah. But so, the sister has to know that she has been... Like abused, uh, had to at some point in time, yeah. right? And but so, the next scene when she's at the friend's house, the sister visits that day, and like their relationship is very rocky. I guess as if like the uh, Cecilia has not been paying the the sister like attention or not been caring for her. But it's like, I don't know. It's only two weeks later. I would. I would think that she would have been would like still be kind of like, fucked up in the head, and then imagine <coughs> getting with with that in mind, getting an email uh, saying like I wish you were the one that died. As much as that would as that should hurt you, you know, like I, I would be offended, but yeah, you got to think that like it's something's like, wrong. Yeah, there. I mean, anyone that's not just. Any, normal thing. any one of us would, if we saw an email that said like, you know, I hope, I hate you, you're so smothering, I hope you fucking die, I'm a Nigerian prince, if you could just forward me some banking information, <laughs> you know, we would be pissed about that. <laughs> but, um, no, it, that, I thought that was very, like, sitcom-y, you know, like, that's a sitcom situation, uh, you know, like, Chandler sends an email to you know, whatever her name is, well, Courtney and that, Cox, and you're like, that's honestly what word. I really liked about this film. I liked the parts where Adrian was fucking with her, was tearing down the life that she had and the life that she has built without him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, get messing up her new job by taking away the pictures mm-hmm. uh, of her architecture stuff. Um, sending her sister an email, severing her only... I mean, as far as we see, the only, only family. Tie. Yeah, yeah, the really the family. only family she has. And then... And then hit, hitting the girl. Hitting, hit, the, hitting the girl, which... Th- this is part of the fact that, like, Adrian wasn't really developed as a character and more so as, like, a force of nature. Yeah, yeah. Well, which um, I think that's kind of what you're... And so the fact... Since he was developed that way... Uh, it's not like I can't believe that he would hit a little, little girl, but it's like I have no reason. I I have no reason to believe he actually would. As I, far as far as like what we've been shown in the film, everything has been centered towards Cecilia. Cecilia. But but I think you had to do it in order to get them complete, get all ties severed, so that she's helpless. And uh, but my my thing is I would have loved to seen like a director's cut where instead of the invisible man, <laughs> instead of him being actually invisible, it's the guy in the green suit or whatever that, <laughs> that's just waiting for the girl. <laughs> like, all right, okay, she's gonna turn her face. Yeah, we we find out that he's actually not just like, you know, bitch slapping her with the back of his hand, but is actually like waiting there, Finch. <laughs> Come on, fist your head down, clenched. bitch. Come on. Oh, get psyched the invisible man up. <laughs> um, so anyway, she she runs she so at the sexy cop guy and the daughter leave. They say, "Oh yeah, the friend, go, I got the friend is a cop." Yeah, yeah. 
I gotta, I gotta take my daughter out of here. We're gonna get some basket robins because you upset her. You need to get out of here. <laughs> and so they leave, and Cecilia's like, "What are you waiting for?" Sorry, that's I, I know what you did last summer, but anyway, basically, like, what are you waiting for? <laughs> and so they do a lot of crazy camera pans back and forth, in the, uh, which I really like, um, just to show how while she's there's someone there still empty. So she does what any reasonable person getting attacked by an invisible man would do. She pours coffee grounds all over her, her not house, not her house, <laughs> and sits in the corner, then pontificates. You could have any girl, Adrian. And all that kind of stuff. And then she gets a bright idea. Let me call the cell phone. So she calls and the phone is ringing upstairs. Like I said, which brings... This is the part of the movie that's the best part. I love this little center yeah. section. And, I, um, I like I like yeah. all this. Yeah. This build up This is here. by far the best. This is why you go see this movie. And so the phone's ringing upstairs. She goes up in the attic. With the ladder ooh, she bought. scary. Yeah, ooh, we got a scary attic. And she goes up there and she sees Adrian's phone and a bunch of other shit that he's collected. I guess the photos for architecture and all that kind of stuff are up there too. And um, she hears something by the attic, small attic door. Goes over there, grabs a can of Benjamin Moore paint. I don't know if it's Benjamin Moore, but... Uh, <laughs> and tips it over. Visible man revealed. Beep. Good Which, jump scare. Uh, I do like the sound that they chose to do uh, for the Invisible Man whenever he would get revealed. Are you talking uh, about the musical cue or the yeah the the, 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 the cricket sound? Well, I do like the the clicking. Sound. Yeah, I like the clicking sound of the the, the cameras. Um, but the the musical <laughs> whenever it's like, yeah, it's like, it was just like a I don't know. It's something that the in a lot of horror movies there's this really high pitch loud yeah. like the only reason I jump is because of the stupid sound yeah I mean and you're right it, it really does And but I did like the music in this movie I thought it was very very bombastic and good but that's, that's I mean, if I'm being honest I didn't really notice the music I did at I all. thought it was very good I was um, like very I just thought it, it, like, it was something like I don't know. It, had it, that all, kind of, it always played well in the scenes that it was yeah, supposed yeah. to, but I didn't really notice it. But it, in all honesty, I mean, for most movies, that's the way it should be. Your music should just kind of blend in and like enhance the the scene itself. And so, it if it was supposed to be suspenseful, it was suspenseful. If it was supposed to be exciting, it was exciting. Yeah, it wasn't a. Uh, you know, it did what it was supposed to. So then you have the um, ex- extended, invisible, white trash domestic violence fight, which, like I said, I love. I love that. You know, she, he's choking her out, throwing her across the room. She's hitting them with shit. It's awesome. It's real cool. And um, finally she gets away and, and calls an Uber. And uh, the driver comes up and goes, Hello, how can I help you? And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> she goes, take me to the most rich place you know. And so they get in the car, they go. I guess they drive 100,000 miles because it's daytime now. I know. I, I yeah. was thinking that. Like, I was like, oh, wait, damn, like, that's really far. I mean, I guess she could have called at like, you know, 5 in the morning. But why was the daughter up at 5 in the dark. morning? But uh, that's true. While she was in the fetal position crying all night. 
<laughs> when you know Adrian's standing up there jerking off, like, yeah, yeah, I'm jerking my invisible wiener off. And um, so... Well, no, it, it would show. If he took it out of the suit, it would show. <laughs> it would just be a floating dick. <laughs> I wish that happened. Oh, man. Oh, shit. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> so anyway, <coughs> they she ends up going back to Adrian's house and where she's doing some investigating and uh, runs into the dog, which I'm like, what? The fucking dude killed himself. So you don't take the dog out of the house? That's true. That that is a clear sign that something's that, not right. That he yeah. is not actually dead. That dog is still in the house. Yeah, that dog's uh, still in the house. Yeah. Like that the, the, the At least should be with the brother. Yeah, animal control or like the brother should have said, You get five million dollars, also this dog. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um <clears throat> so she goes in there, she ends up finding that weird setup where she goes in there and uh, I guess his his uh the day they met is like the password real original you fucking loser, and uh, <laughs> and so um <clears throat> the suit clicks up and you see it in its almighty form. I do. go uh, I do actually kind of like that it, the password was the day they met because while on like if they were together and they were in a loving relationship that would definitely she'd be like so romantic the yeah. day we met uh-huh. but like in this situation where we know how controlling and terrible he <laughs> is it really comes to like like oh how romantic oh you like like cause he's so obsessed dick. yes <laughs> so she finds the suit then she tries to stow the suit away because I think she hears something enter the house um, she stows the suit away on in the hidden drawer that I'm sure he has no clue about. Apparently, that she that's where she got her her little suitcase out of when she was running away. So, um, but then the Invisible Man attacks her. Dog saves her, and she gets out. Uber Man drives her back. Oh, it's gonna be very expensive fare. And uh, <laughs> I better get five stars. You had me waiting two hours. <laughs> Something tapped on my window. I couldn't see him. Um, <laughs> he said, roll down. I said, no. Um, <laughs> so they drive back and then she meets her sister at the ill-fated dinner at the really annoying restaurant that I would hate to go to. <laughs> hey, oh, yeah. They were, they were like, we do things different here. Like, we do things different here. Like, when you place an order, we don't order it. We throw it out and guess what you want. <laughs> That's the type of yeah. that's a, a San Francisco board. You you just tell them tell us like a mood that you're in, yeah. and we make a meal based off of that. This is your it's menu. Like, it's, fuck you, just give yeah. me a steak. This is your menu. It's like six different smiley faces. Point at the one you want, and we'll get your. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about all my tattoos. A lot of people said this wouldn't be professional, but you know it is what it is. Would you like some Avion, Dasani, um, toilet water? We do that too. Um, we're in San Francisco. Um, so anyway, they have the dinner and, and the sister is starting to believe some things, you know, she's like, listen, like, you gotta believe me. I've got proof that, that Adrian is an invisible man and that you are a lesbian. Well, again, I wish this relationship would have been fleshed out more because I think this is something that could have been very interesting, but the sister, 
you know, had gotten the email that was like, I hate you. <laughs> you you Fuck so you. horrible. Stupid sister. Yeah. Terrible. And so she's like, well, all right, I'm not going to have anything to do with you. And then in this scene here, which is the next scene that we see her in, you know, she comes there with a little bit of like, yeah. what do you have to say to me? Mm. You know, she's ha- she has a little bit of attitude. I'm in the but- sad face mood. but then this uh cecilia says you gotta believe me and she says okay i'll believe you yeah (laughs) and just immediately turns to believing her yeah yeah. i'm very mad at you for cussing me out on an email that's very impersonal and it may not have been you but i'm not talking to you right now okay let's talk i believe everything you say yeah, your boyfriend's invisible. All right, we're best friends now. Okay, how are we going to stop this motherfucker? No, it doesn't get that far. <laughs> but she's trying to explain, and then she goes, uh? And there's a knife hanging out right there, and whoop! Slits her throat and slaps in Cecilia's hands. And people turn around and go, I didn't order this! Oh, my God! And they're like, oh, someone's dead! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Derek! <laughs> I told you to stop. You put way too much cheese on there. You put too much cheese. I was in the mild face mood. You know that, Derek. You fucking cock. Oh, what an asshole, Derek. Um. So anyway, that's when she gets thrown in prison, and she she's not making her case by he's invisible. I see him. Well, she didn't. She didn't say anything. She she was literally just standing there with a knife, like. Which, I mean, I yeah. guess her sister did just die. Yeah, that's, but they weren't that close. That's traumatic. They weren't that close. <laughs> <laughs> but so she just holds the knife for a little bit, shaking it like, oh, oh, oh my God. <laughs> and then finally she gets tackled by an employee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like and, Derek. And then, a, and then an officer shows up. But it's like, fucking Derek. Yeah, Derek just like <clears throat> puts her in a sleeper hold or something. He's like, I, we I do got, things differently here. I got a cousin. <laughs> I got a cousin named Derek. His name may not have been Derek. (laughs) (laughs) He may not have been named Derek, but he sure felt like a Derek to me. Um, So then there's a scene where she's getting put in the psych ward, and she's like, I see you! I see all of you! (laughs) And uh, she gets thrown in there, and that's when Adrian, I guess, hangs out in the room with her for, like, the next three days or something. And he's like, surprise, surprise. And Tom comes over there and gives her the shady deal, like, you know, we can make all this disappear as long as you go back and save the baby. Oh, we didn't talk about that. She's pregnant, which this is what I need to know. <laughs> this is my big question. And I had I have never voiced it to anybody because I didn't want to feel feel stupid. Was she pregnant before she left? Or did he invisibly rape her? Well no no, no. they I've had this four loco, so I'm not <laughs> very sound of Quattro crazy. <laughs> but they they said something in the movie uh, regarding the length of time that she's been pregnant. Yeah. And it so she was pregnant before she left. Okay, all right, good. I that, didn't want to have it. I don't remember exactly what they said, but it was definitely she was pregnant before. Because I did think, like, what if she got ghost raped? Yeah, what if she got invisibly raped? Like, like all of a sudden she looks down and there's just uh, a hanging dick, you know, just a ghost dick. 
Like, well, she wouldn't see it. It's a ghost stick. It would be out of the pants. Unless he had an invisible condom. Then you see dick and balls. You just see balls. True. That's true. Con- condom go. <laughs> Trojan, invisible man condoms. <laughs> Watch out for sparks. Um, <laughs> we, um, 600 but megapixels. The, but so, she, she was pregnant beforehand. And then uh, the the brother is like, like, you got to keep this baby. That's your only real option. Yeah. You can just you lose your money and stay in jail, uh, or you can keep the baby, and we're gonna bail you out somehow. Yeah, and you just go back to him because it's yeah. obvious he loves you by killing your sister. Yeah. I mean, have you seen that bitch? That that's that's yeah. pure love. Yeah, there's right nothing there. more. There's nothing that says love. Like he's already got a tattoo of your sister's head, decapitated off, <laughs> and it says "I heart Cecilia" underneath it. He's got he's got it yeah. like on he's got it on his left shoulder. Yeah, yeah, because you know that that's like because that, if he ever has a heart attack, that's gonna hurt first, and he's gonna look down and go, "I still love you, Cecilia." <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Derek actually gave him the tattoo. <laughs> but, um, so, so she's like, I'll never fucking do it. You know, and he goes, I, well, just letting you know, we'll be watching you. So that's the first sign of will, we, both of them. So from there, she grabs a pen from Tom's briefcase and hides it with some sticky putty that she finds on the desk. Um, and she goes there, she goes into the shower, turns the shower on, and stabs her wrist, and then acts like she's going to commit suicide. He grabs the wrist and goes... And Adrian's like, no, you can't die. You can't die because my spawn's inside of you. And so, my baby that I care so much that I will beat to death. Um, (laughs) and so, so he goes, she goes, hi, I gotcha. And then stab, 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 stab. And the, the suit malfunctions, so you see the form, and then... Orderlies come in and he's beating the shit out of or- orderlies and it's this real this, cool action scene in the middle of it. I really this like. This is real stupid action. Scene. Why do you say stupid? It's fun. Okay, it's fun. I guess. No. All right. So I did think about this whenever you mentioned about the universal horror universe that they tried yeah, yeah. to build. Mm-hmm. Thinking about this and the fact that it may be trying to go to that in some way. I don't think so. I think they're pretty much scrapped that. Well, if I I think about it in that sense, I understand why they did it this way. So you're saying the superhero aspect. Yeah. Uh, Especially with the fact that she ends up taking the suit. Yeah. So she could become the Invisible Man. Yeah, could be. Um, I hope the next one's just like a comedy where she's but like when it comes pickpocketing to, people. <laughs> when it comes to the scene of like the invisible man just mowing down these these guards. They're uh, rent a cops. They're not real like police people. You know I mean? It makes sense. Uh, oh, they're not real police. They had guns. <laughs> yeah, that may be a I little excessive care. for, for non-policemen. Yeah. But so... It's San Francisco, dude. Yeah. <laughs> The way that this is the point that I really start to become that like Adrian is not a character; he is just what the moment yeah. needs to be. Yeah. I understand that, and I get and it. So th- this scene, like, it's a real big jump. I mean, already 
killing the sister was a little bit of a jump, but imagine like if I if I do imagine that Cecilia is about to reveal everything about him and completely take control away from him, he could like panic and kill the sister. Yeah. But like this man goes on a murder spree and just kills so many guards and all sorts of creative yeah, yeah. ways I lo- showing an absolutely superhuman strength. Yeah, well I, I will say this. Like while I understand that is hard to believe, I, I always have a I always try to just take that logical illogical leap that the movie's showing me what I need to see type of thing. But it did allow for some really badass shots. I mean, and like, well, there's some okay, kick-ass shots. Like, I did like some of the shots. Like, when he slams the head. When the, the action is directly... When the camera's directly following the yeah. action... It, like, hits the ground and, and like, goes back up. It's cool, man. That That is cool stuff. But I feel like it... It wasn't... Uh, it's like it wasn't in a movie that it deserves to I be. I guess I guess I understand. Like it, it was a it was like a leap in how they it were filming, so... and then a leap in also the character. But once again, there's maybe a reason why the character did change, because we're gonna find out that is it wasn't him the whole time. But this, and then it comes to a bigger problem. It wasn't even Adrian that did this. Which, it was the brother. I because which, I, to I, this. To this point, we have believed that the brother was actually being controlled by Adrian and not that the brother was shitty himself, but that, you know, he was just spineless and Adrian is the one who actually had the drive to do all this. But the brother has killed all these people. I don't know why he... I just don't believe it. He may have offered... Something, but maybe the brother just had a suicide wound or something. So, anyway, so Cecilia escapes. They have a cool little rain thing. By the way, there's a hurricane hitting San Francisco, apparently, on the on the uh, weather channel that she was looking at. So, it's real rainy because, you know, it oh, rains yeah. all the time in California. And um, so, they have a cool little scene where he's sneaking around cars and blah, blah, blah. Well, anyway, somehow she, she shoots at a car and the car wrecks into a tree and she... Steals the car from the guy. She's like, crazy person, get out of the car! Drives <laughs> yeah. off. The, the dude's, like, girlfriend or whoever is still on the phone in she the goes, car. She goes, Derek, are you back from your job at the <laughs> restaurant? Um, so, anyway. She, she's like, it's like, honey, where are you? What happened? And then she answered the phone. She's like, <laughs> I'm chasing my invisible boyfriend. She's like, your boyfriend is fine. And she's like, who is this? And then she hangs up. <laughs> Who is this? I was hoping that she would turn into like the little the old Asian woman from uh, uh, Train to Busan and be like, she loves her mother, that bitch. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, oh, the rage virus. What a what a thing. So um, they get to um, her friend, the cops, the sexy cops house, and. Um, uh, all of a sudden, the visible man is playing with the daughter, and she's got like she gets pulled out by her hair. And okay, then, okay, not like she. The invisible man is assaulting the daughter. Not yeah, playing. no, sorry. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. It's a poor I, choice of words. I did not mean to show that uh, assaulting and accosting a, a young girl is playing. That's just not my thing. Just <laughs> not just playing around. No, not just 
joking around. <laughs> but anyway. I'm just joshing. I'm just joshing with you. Pop! <laughs> so, um, anyway, so they fight, and then Sexy Cop comes in and is like, what, who's, hey, hey, where? And then he starts getting punched. Boom, boom, boom. And it's really cool. Like, they do a beatdown scene without anyone else. It's just one person. Pulls up on the tie and then decks him one more time. And then here's Cynthia, or Cecilia. And she says, get down. Sprays him with the fire extinguisher. And bat, bat, bat. Visible man's dead. They unmask him. Who is it? Sleazy Tom, the lawyer. So, all this. I just, I just don't. I know. Believe that it, what? that Tom. What did kind of control th- did Adrian have to be able to say, it's a, it's, "Hey, bro"? So Tom has not been like fully fleshed out. We know that Adrian, or well, we were told by Tom that Adrian has some kind of control over him uh, as well. You know, he He's he was as, he was as him. manipulative with him as he was with Cecilia. But Cecilia, uh, I mean, we, we've seen the kind of control that he has on him. On her. And it, or, or, yes, on her. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't seem like but we can be Adrian has the, has the control. If we were to assume it's the same kind of control, it's like Tom just went on a whole nother level. I'm pretty sure this man wanted to kill people already. Probably. He kind of looks like the type. He looks so uptight that he would murder. You ever seen American Psycho? Almost like that. Yeah. Um, but but <laughs> but anyway, he ends up. So they he ends up having Adrian. The police go to Adrian's house, and when they get there, Adrian's locked up. My brother tied me up and threw me in this room. I haven't been doing no invisible man, and I promise. <laughs> and so they they decide, all right, well, you know what? We're going to catch Adrian in this lie, because Cecilia's certain is Adrian. So Adrian, Cecilia gets all dressed up, all sexy-like, wearing a black dress and real handmaid's tail looking. Um, the, the way it looks like she's doing is like she's going... She gives... It looks like she's giving up, and yeah. she's going back to him. Yeah. Hey, baby. I forgive you when you're murdering my sister. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, so they end up... They end up getting there, and she just... All she wants is a confession. She She's trying to coerce a confession, but Adrian ain't having it. Adrian's like, I promise I'll change by not changing, baby. I promise I won't beat you ever again, except I will right now. I promise, baby, that I won't control you. Except, don't you talk to nobody. <laughs> and she's like, oh, that sounds not great. Um, <laughs> Anyways, I gotta go use the bathroom. Yeah, wink, wink. And he goes, surprise. And that's what tees her off. She realizes, this cocksucker murdered my sister. This guy tortured me and, and hit my friends. So she says, I gotta go to the little girl's room and pat on my nose. You know, anyone want to come with me? Oh, I have no one here. Okay. Um, so, she goes into the room, and Adrian's sitting there, um, cutting his steamed green beans, or whatever it is that he eats, probably. Adrian's just, like, staring. Yeah, he's just at staring. At empty seat. Yeah, he's like, God damn, damn, I want to fuck her. And, uh, all this pent-up invisible manning I've been doing. And he's cutting his carrots. I haven't even been able to take my dick out in yeah, the Yeah, because you definitely see the dick 
with the suit off. <laughs> I would have loved to see him just like pantsless from the bottom, you know, like but invisible up top. Um, that shit would have been great. And uh, so you kind of see he's got security cameras all over the house. We see that from the beginning, and you kind of see a shot into the room. And then all of a sudden, Adrian picks the knife up and, you know, he's slitting his own throat. Of course, you know, he's trying to not do it at the same time. You know, we all question suicide. You you know, it doesn't look like someone's trying to force a knife down your neck. You know, that's going to hold up in a court of law. Um, So, cuts cuts his own throat and he's bleeding out and she comes back and goes, Oh my God! My boyfriend killed himself! And then she gives him the middle finger and... Does all that yeah, kind of off cool. ca- off she, camera? She gets slightly off camera yeah. and then just gets a smug look on yeah. her face, like "fuck you, Adrian. fuck you, you stupid little bitch, you buck tooth motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, it really okay. So at the end, sexy cop is like, "What happened in there?" And he's like, "Didn't you hear? He committed suicide. Couldn't take it no more." And she walks off free, finally, of Adrian's control and curse. However, she still has the invisible suit, which opens it up to other invisible womans or mans, invisible gender, bi- gender bi- non-binary. Th- this is another point that like makes me think, like if this was, at least in some way, supposed to go to this universal cinematic universe, yeah. it sets it up so perfectly but also it would be terrible it would be terrible (laughs) i mean you would have tom cruise being a mummy you would have elizabeth moth moss i don't want to call her elizabeth moth elizabeth moth elizabeth moss (laughs) moss you have her being the invisible woman you have um uh what's his name being dracula 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 yeah dracula's here uh, Russell Crowe's in there somewhere. Hey, well, he's he's Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> you now now unfortunately they already made the creature from the Black Lagoon out of the Universal thing, so Shape of Water was already done way better, oh, so they can't right. do that no more. Um, but the Universal Dark Cinematic Universe should never have fucking happened or never even been fucking thought of. Um, it was stupid. Um, and they should continue to do what they're doing now, which is finding these young directors and putting them in situations where they can create something on their own. It's like, uh, that's like DC. Yeah, Joker. just like DC. Joker, the new Batman, like giving young guys a chance to tell their own stories without having to connect it to... I mean, like Marvel's great. What they've done is they've taken the structure of a dramatic television show as, a, as like in Breaking Bad... And then turn it into movie form, which you have to applaud that. But not everybody has to do that. That that doesn't have to always happen. Well, Marvel did it so good in the beginning. I'm about to get in a whole Marvel like rant, but like Marvel did it so good because it gave every well almost everybody their own uh, entry point yeah. with their their first movies. Uh, which gave most of the characters uh, let you know them. Not all of them. Uh, the first Avengers was what really set the Marvel Cinematic Universe in 
in full force. Yeah, which was amazing. Be- I mean, like, well, because because it you could. it gave them all a platform. Uh, it put them all on the same stage in some way, and then the the Avengers movie comes out and puts them all together, and it's so good and right. Yes. Yeah, it's the way it should be. However, but then everybody else decided, oh, let's Marvel's like get this whole cinematic universe and they make a ton of money because they get to put all these different properties into the same you know money making formula and so everybody decides I'm going to make a cinematic universe it doesn't work and but doesn't they don't have the patience to do what Marvel did. Marvel made many, many, many movies before they did the Avenger, the Avengers that brought everybody yeah. together. They did one Batman movie, one Wonder Woman movie. Yeah. Then they had to bring Superman in there too. I mean, I guess Man of Steel, but I feel like that... Man of Steel, they did before they even thought. Well, they retconned that real good. Like, yeah. you know, uh, Batman's like... All of a sudden, now he's in... Uh, Metropolis, like, putting his fist at the sky. The Superman! <laughs> you know, Damn you! Martha! <laughs> Martha! Wait, my mom's Martha. Your mom's Martha. We're both Martha moms. <laughs> I mean, like, come on, guys. Anyway, and, and why would they even fight in, like, a deserted bathroom? Like, like at least in the Avenger movies, people are active and around. I well, mean... Like, a dirty <laughs> men's restroom? Like, come on, Mar- <laughs> Come on, DC! You can do better than that. Well, fuck you, Zack Snyder. Sorry, I had to say that. <laughs> so, I uh, love Watchmen, by the way. <laughs> well, Watchmen's a great movie. And I like the first, you know, Dawn of the Dead. The Dawn of the Dead, not the first, but the remake is good. But by it's the still... way, ne- next week we're doing Dawn of the Dead. Well, we haven't decided that. We're doing Dawn of the Dead. I don't know if I could actually, like... I would spend three hours cursing Zack Snyder. <laughs> and his fucking sucker punch making motherfucking self. So, Wait, he made sucker punch. Sucker punch. Oh man, a horrible, horrible way to deal with rape. I can't. I've had this four loco. His four <laughs> loco has made Michael very active tonight, which is good. Um, but anyway, we have talked about pretty much all the Invisible Man. Uh, I will say this in my closing argument. Uh, I love the Invisible Man because I like the cinematography and the acting. Um, they, those two together, I think were very good. I think there were some beautiful shots and there were some good ideas. However, there are some things that do need to be questioned. I think we all are aware of that, but all in all, a solid movie. One of my favorites of 2020. I feel like that's not saying much because 2020 was an absolute shithole of a year. (laughs) There were... So many movies got delayed, or they were fucking Mulan on Disney Plus. Yeah. So fuck you, Mulan. <laughs> yeah. So the movie was okay to me. It felt like it really lost focus in the second half. I love the first half with how methodic it, it was with uh, its scenes and progression, and I really love the fact that. Um, the that Adrian was like tearing down the life that she built or the life she, that she had at the very least uh, 
messing with her relationship to the friend, messing with her relationship to the sister. But then in the second second half, he was just a psychopath. He was just fucking crazy from the beginning. Not like obsessive over a relationship. He was just insane. Yep. And it, that's when it really started to lose me. And so that that is it really brought down the movie to me and started making me you know, I was looking at my watch thinking, all right, when is this movie? <laughs> but what about the ending? Did you think the ending was satisfying? Well, the ending was satisfying to an extent, but it was only... I feel like they started writing different points of the movie at different times. Yeah. Like, they may have had the beginning and the ending already in mind. But then they ended up uh, but shoving then, a middle part yeah. that wasn't... Wasn't necessarily, and so totally I, I'm the same. totally fine with uh, the thought of her like maybe going back, but then turning the Invisible Man suit on him. That that's totally fine. Uh, I thought that scene played out very great, but in the progression of the movie, um, it just at that point I was already done. Yeah, I understand. I mean, like I said, it's not for everybody, but like I really enjoyed it. Thought it was well made. I think Lee Winnell is a good director, and I think he will continue to make good things. Um, and we'd like to see him in other things other than horror. But um, I think that, you know, we've seen the gamut of different types of horror movies, all from the elevated to the action forms. We've seen a lot of good stuff. The only thing positive about this movie that we can at least say is that no animal died. That would be the first one. Yeah. So congratulations, uh, movie. You didn't kill an animal. Um, although maybe there's a scene that we didn't see where like he, the Invisible Man like crushes a bird in his hand. <laughs> well, like <laughs> the Invisible Man, he he's just walking. All of a sudden, like a uh, a caterpillar gets crushed. Fuck you, caterpillar. Um, well, anyway. We don't know exactly what movie we're going to watch next week, but we'll let you know. <laughs> we're watching Dawn of the Dead. Oh, please, no. By Zack Snyder. By Zack Snyder. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, I'm glad we had a good time. Michael's four locoed up. I've had a couple of nannies. Um, but I'm Campbell. I'm Michael. <laughs> I'm Michael. <laughs> He's Michael. And uh, good night and good luck. Assholes. <laughs> <laughs>